Hello, I'm Mr. Higgins, and this is Chapter 15, Valentina. Well, Yaga don't have iron teeth, eat bears, or steel souls, Elena giggles. But some parts of the story are true. Yaga do help people remember things and celebrate their lives before they go through the gate and move on to the stars. That's what guiding the dead is. As for the bits about the bear Tsar, I haven't heard of him. So far, I've no idea if they're true. My mother might know, though. The front door swings open, and the Yaga woman steps out. All the guiding is done. She blows air from her lips dramatically. Those that were in the house anyway. She peers into the night, then looks down at me, hands on hips. I can't imagine any more souls will turn up now, not with you here. This is my mother, Valentina, and then a glances up to her mother. This is Yanga. You know, Anatoly's Yanga? Valentina frowns. What are you doing in the forest all alone? Your mamochka will be worried sick. My stomach twists at the mention of mamochka. I grew bare legs, I mumble. I had to. I mean, I... Valentina looks down at my legs, and her face bursts into a radiant smile. Bare legs? She exclaims. How wonderful! I shake my head, utterly confused. I'm not sure Yanga wants bare legs. Elena looks from her, me to her mother. Why not? Valentina tilts her head. They're wonderful. A gift from the forest. A reminder of all that's magical and mysterious in the world. How could you not want them? Because I'm human? My voice wavers because I'm not even sure of that anymore. It's not your body that makes you human. It's your soul. Valentina picks one of the, the blankets off the floor and wraps it around my shoulders. Come on, let's get you inside and warmed up, body and soul. Elena, help the elk onto the porch and cover him with blankets. He looks like he needs to be somewhere warm and dry to rest too. Yuri, I say to Elena as Valentina ushers me through the door. The elk's name is Yuri. Inside, the rest of Anatoly's dogs, Bayan, Piotr and Zoya, are sleeping in front of the roaring fire. The sight of them dissolves the last of my worries about Yaga. Anatoly's dogs would only relax like this if they felt safe. And if they felt safe, I knew I will be. The mantelpiece curves into a broad smile and the floorboards roll beneath me. I wobble on my feet. Even after everything that's happened, the idea of living house is still bewildering. Valentina opens the door to the small bedroom. You can take your wet clothes off in here and I'll dry them by the fire. Wrap yourself in blankets from the shelf. I'll make more tea. Valentina leaves me alone and I peel off my wet clothes. The fur on my legs is cold and damp and the skin on my arms sticky and wrinkled. It feels wonderful to rub myself dry and cocoon my body in huge woolen blankets. I sink into the chair I'm offered by the fire and waves of heat flow over me, making me heavy with tiredness. On the other side of the room, a table is laid with a feast for twenty. There are no signs of the people I heard laughing and dancing earlier. Where did your guests go? I ask, wondering if they really were dead souls who were guiding, guided to the stars. They left through another door. Valentina passes me tea and all kinds of comforting dishes from a table that she says need eating up. The mushroom stroganoff that made my stomach rumble earlier is as delicious as its smell promised. There's soft, dark bread, golubsti, cabbage rolls and fried potato niche. Everything is delicious and I feel so much stronger once I've eaten. My muscles relax and a smile lifts the corners of my mouth. Eleanor manages to get Mousetrap eating salmon from her fingers. But when he notices me watching, he lifts his nose into the air and announces he's off to search for mice. He sniffs his way along the skirting board until a knot in the wood widens into a mouse-sized hole. Mousetrap peers into it suspiciously before venturing inside. Moments later, Mousetrap is darting in and out of the holes that open and close as fast as he moves, 
growling with a mixture of frustration and excitement. Mossy mounds rise and fall around him, and tiny shoots reach up and poke his shoulders when he's not looking. Play fair, Valentina throws a stern look up at the rafters. The house groans, and the shoots behind mousetraps sink back into the floorboards. I've never seen a house like this before, I murmur. Of course you haven't, Valentina smiles, and I hope you don't for see another for many, many years. Only dead souls are meant to visit Yaga houses. Valentina tilts her head and stares at me until I shift uncomfortably in my seat. You look like your mother, she says finally. Mamochka? My furrow brows. I look nothing like Mamochka. No, Valentina laughs. Your birth mother. My eyes widen. You know my birth mother? I met her once, Valentina nods. After she died. Valentina's words land like stones on my chest. After she died, I repeat, clutching at the thought I might have misheard her. All my life, I wondered about my birth mother, who she was, why she left me in the bear cave, and whether I'd get to meet her one day. I've known nothing about her, not even if she was alive or dead, but that meant that anything was possible. Now the first thing I discover about her is that she's dead. The knowledge burns deep in my chest. Elena sits next to me and rests her hand on my arm. I guided Nastaya to the stars, Valentina nods, about twelve years ago. Nastaya? I reach for my arrowhead necklace. The princess Nastaya, like Anatoly's stories. Princess, Valentina chuckles and shakes her head. Anatoly can't tell a story without embellishing it in some way. Nas Nastasia wasn't a princess, but she was your birth mother. And she was strong and brave and kind, like you, if what Anatoly tells me is true. How did she die? I whisper. She came here fresh from a battle with Smear, the fire dragon in the north. Smear's real. The arrowhead slips through my fingers, slicing a cut in my thumb. The stinging pain is the only thing that makes me sure I'm not dreaming. Smear's very real and very dangerous. Valentina's eyebrows fall, throwing shadows over her eyes. He's full of anger. Then why would my birth mother go and fight him? She was trying to rescue your father. He was trapped in Smear's cavern. I'd imagine Anatoly was told you the tale of the great battle between your mother and Smear. I nod, remembering all the details of Anatoly's story. Nastasia's husband, my father, dropped into swirling dragonfire, grief tearing through Nastasia, Smear tumbling through the sky and collapsing upon her. I stare into the fire, unblinking. Could my parents really have been killed by a fire dragon? My thoughts churn and clash, like meltwater and ice in a swirling eddy. I don't know whether to disbelieve the story, or grieve for my parents, or be angry with the creature I've never seen. I don't even know what a fire dragon is. Anatoly might embellish his tales, but there's always truth in them, Valentina. <clears throat> Valentina reaches out and squeezes my hand. Your mother fought valiantly, but she died. A tear trickles down my cheek, and I wipe it away. <clears throat> a tear trickles down my cheek, and I wipe it away as a vine falls from the rafters and wraps around my shoulders in a strange kind of hug. Then your mother came here, Valentina glances around the room proudly. We ate and drank and sang and danced. She took courage to the stars, and our only regret was not being able to watch you grow. She loved you dearly. She loved me? Something hard and tight on knots in my chest. I turn to Valentina to see if her eyes are honest, but she's blurry through my tears. Your mother loved you as the stars like the sky. Valentina beams and my heart swells until I think it might burst. She didn't want to leave you. 
but she knew your grandmother would take care of you. My grandmother? The bear's arena. I open my mouth, but no sound comes out. Are you all right? Valentina peers at me with concern. The bear's arena is my grandmother, I whisper. Well, of course she is, Valentina chuckles. Isn't that where you're going? To visit her and talk about your legs? I was on my way to the bear cave, I nod. But I didn't know the bear's arena is my grandmother. Stories of enchanted trees and curses and bears and fire dragons swirl through my mind and excitement buzzes inside me. I'm so close to discovering the truth of my past. The bear's arena is my grandmother, I say again, rolling the words around my mouth to see how they taste and feel. I wasn't abandoned in a bear cave. I was left with my grandmother. So the bear czar was your grandfather, Valentina nods. I guided him to the stars too. And their child, the one who was cursed to be a bear, but fought the curse and became human. Your father, Valentina nods again. Her words are like fireworks throwing back the shadows in my mind. These legs are because of a family curse. You think of them as a gift instead of a curse? Valentina smiles. I look down at my feet and frown, thinking about Momochka's too wide smile and Sasha's look of horror. So, am I meant to be a bear or a human? Only you can answer that, Valentina chuckles. But, if you want to know more about being a bear, then visiting your grandmother is a good idea. The house lurches sideways and Valentina nearly falls over. I grip the arms of the chair, but the whole thing skids across the floor. Anatoly's dogs wake and bark at the rafters. The fence bones clatter and Yuri screams from outside on the porch. House! Sit down! Valentina yells. Nobody said we're going anywhere yet. But the house surges up and up. Plates slide off the table and smash onto the floor. What's going on? I ask, but my voice is lost in the chaos. Come and see! Elena shouts. She beckons me to an open window. I sway across the tilting floor, kneel next to her and grip the windowsill. Outside, the floor, the forest flies past. A branch bangs into the wall and I jump. It's all right. Look, Elena points down. The house is walking, that's all. The ground is far below, almost invisible in the darkness. The house's chicken feet pick their way between the trees. Then its legs extend, lifting us higher. We rise above the snowy treetops and the moon appears fat and bright. My heart accelerates as the house picks up speed. The house jumps and my whole body lifts, weightless. Elena squeals in excitement and I gasp in a mouthful of icy air. I feel the rush of sledging a thousand times over. House, stop running! Valentina hits the rafters with a broom. Her face is red and her headscarf coming undone. When are you going to stop being so impulsive and start behaving sensibly? Mousetrap leaps onto my shoulder. I know where the house is going, he thrills into my ear. Where? I shout, wind rushing through my hair. I told the house we came in at the forest looking for cod. So it's taking us fishing. Laughter bursts out of me. Because although I'm not looking for cod, and I've just found out my parents were killed by a fire dragon, and my grandmother is a bear, and I'm not sure what I'm meant to be, it feels incredible to know that my birth mother loved me, and there's magic in the forest, and truth in Anatoly's stories. It feels there are wonders to discover around every bend of the river. We're following the silver stream, Elena points to a curve of moonlit water shining between the trees. But I've spotted something else in the distance, and a thrill runs through me as I realise we're moving towards it. The blue mountain, where my grandmother's cave is. Stars sparkle above its shining peak. House, stop running! Valentina shouts and bangs the rafters again. But the house speeds into a rolling gallop. Anatoly's dog's quiet. Yuri stops screaming. 
and Elena sits next to me, smiling at the view whizzing past. Valentina continues shouting at the house, but I don't want the house to stop running. I want it to carry me into a future in which I know all the stories and secrets of my past.